This is Times Radio. This is Times Radio. Hello there, good evening. I'm Daryl Morris. We need to talk about the development of a new train line in South America, which sounds like a fairly boring bit of urban planning, doesn't it, in a part of the world that has very little impact on us. Actually, though, it is the environmental impact and the controversial politics of it are well worth our time. This is the construction of the government's Mayan train which has cut its way through the second largest jungle in the Americas and devastating indigenous lands. John Bonfiglio has been there this week and he joins us on Times Radio now. John, good evening. Good evening, Daryl. Yeah, I mean, highly controversial. These infrastructure projects, uh, engineers say, normally take 15 years. The Mexican government is developing this in a four-year time span, running against the clock before this uh, this Mexican president, AMLO, Andres Manuel López Obrador's term ends and everything is being pumped into it. Wow. Okay. Outline it for us then, uh, uh, John. This is a uh, train Maya, isn't it? A Maya, Maya train. Um, what yeah. does it look like? Take us into it. So if you imagine in your head uh, collectively uh, the Yucatan Peninsula, right, which looks a little bit like East Anglia, it sticks out the bottom bit, right-hand bit, eastern bit, southeastern bit of Mexico, uh, vast, historically poor, indigenous um, lands, forgotten, often referred to as the basement of Mexico. So um, this left-wing president has decided that he is focused on rapid economic development of Mexico South. And what he's decided to do to generate this is to develop this vast uh, train infrastructure, which circumnavigates the entire Yucatan Peninsula, and then it also has an offshoot that goes off to the, uh, to the famous archaeological site of Balenque moving tourism, helping tourism to move massively from the Mayan Riviera, from your Cancun to Lum, Playa del Carmen, across the entire peninsula. In his words, perhaps unfortunately, detonating economic development. So that's, that's, the, that's the idea, right? But since even before building began, when the whole thing was mooted, academics, environmentalists, uh, indigenous activists, civil society groups began to question uh, not just the legality of uh, the project, for reasons we'll go into in a minute, but also the practicality. As you say, one of the major problems in terms of the legality is that they are continuing to gather, uh, by decree, lands which do not belong to them in order to cross the peninsula. And in the vast uh, number of cases, they, these are indigenous lands, indigenous communities which have been devastated since the conquest 500 years ago and that continue to suffer now at the hands of their own government. The second thing, as you rightly say, Daryl, is that we often, when we think about uh, ecological importance, environmental importance in Latin America, we think about the Amazon, right? Because that is obviously the emblematic uh, jungle ecosystem uh, in the region. But the second biggest is in Mexico. In Mexico, Guatemala, Belize, it's the second biggest contiguous jungle uh, in the region, it's the, the biggest north of Colombia. And this train, this southern section of this train, which is where I've just come back from, severs that bottom section absolutely in half. And it's a high-speed train, so it's going to be fenced in. So you basically then immediately, in one act, uh, devastate that jungle and split it into two halves, limiting the ability uh, to move, to procreate, to, to eat, to hunt, or that all of the emblematic species in that area are able to, to undertake to perpetuate their existence. Blimey, that's very significant, isn't it? I, I'm also right in thinking that that part of the world provides several million people with, with fresh drinking water that this development puts in peril. Yes, this is another um, major bone of contention because the land uh, in southeastern Mexico is porous limestone. 
famous. I mean, a lot of tourists, uh, you know, listening to the to your program tonight, Daryl, may have been to the area and may have swum in cenotes, have heard of cenotes. This sort of vast, uh, uh, cavernous, uh, interconnected. Uh, system, which on the one hand makes, according to critics, makes the building of this train system over the land uh, structurally unsound, and secondly, actually brings into peril the uh, the aquifers and the drinking system for the vast majority of people uh, in the Yucatan, an aquifer system that already over the last 20 years has been reduced by 60%. Wow. Crikey, goodness me. Um, okay, and, and so in terms of the, the, I mean, I suppose the urban areas and the legality issues, right, these these towns and villages uh, that are highly contentious, just take us into the, the, the politics that's at play there. So, yeah, as, because of course it's not just the train line, it's all of the different little, what are called, uh, poles that are being developed uh, in these regions. And actually, uh, it's a UNESCO, worth saying, it's a UNESCO World Heritage uh, site. It's been designated as a uh, critically threatened. And actually, if you look at what UNESCO says in terms of critically threatened areas, it cites population growth, tourist infrastructure, and emergence of highways and roads as being, uh, you know, critical existential threats. So the Mexican government have self-generated these threats onto their own land. So what it actually looks like, if you're if you're there, is uh, huge. Like it's, the first thing, like in terms of tangibility, is it's really really dusty. There's sand everywhere. There's building dust absolutely everywhere, which is incongruous, right? In the middle of the in the middle middle of the jungle. Then you've got these vast swathes cut through uh, the jungle. There's there's uh, traffic, building works uh, everywhere. And again, the scale of some of this is worth um, uh, describing because again, it's not just as though there's a train line being laid in the middle of the jungle. A lot of these these areas are having huge bridges being built in order to maintain a level. Uh, through the area. And in some of the great ironies as well, I mean, we're used to doublespeak now in our, in our times, Daryl, but um, in one of the, the greatest ironies of all, these vehicles that are actually undertaking the destruction are all marked with animal uh, care signs. So places that haven't even seen a human, you know, in hundreds of years now have hundreds, thousands of humans generating this, this vast infrastructure development mm. uh, right through right through pristine jungle. Crikey. Just briefly, John, how does this end? Well, uh, it began with the Mexican president saying that not a single tree was going to be cut down. And experts uh, suggest now that we're up to 9 million and counting. Uh, I think it ends, it it clearly ends with, despite judicial injunctions, uh, the Mexican president uh, issued a, a national security decree last year to override those. It definitely ends with this being built. There is no way that the might of the Mexican federal government is not going to allow this this to be built. So what it is going to generate is for sure economic development. You know, I mean, cruise ships generate economic development uh, when they land in port. But what it's going to generate is a whole heap of uh, socio-economic and environmental divisions and crisis over the next few years uh, with issues that are beginning now, but are going to run and run and run. Goodness me. Uh, we'll return to this, John, because it's absolutely fascinating. Um, for now, thank you. No problem, take care. You too. Uh, John Bonfiglio for us in Mexico on the development of that mine train and the controversies, political and environmental, around it. We will return to that for sure.